A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey folks, today we have a special bonus episode with two congressional candidates taking on some of the GOP's worst congressmen. We're going to talk to Charles Graham, who's taking on Dan Bishop in North Carolina's 9th District. Bishop, of course, authored the state's discriminatory bathroom bill. But first we'll talk to Matthew Deemer, who's taking on Trump's quote-unquote music man, Max Miller, in Ohio's 16th District. Hi, welcome to the new abnormal, Matthew. How you doing? Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to have you. So let us talk... It's early days to interview you, but I wanted, your district is big in the news right now, and so I wanted to talk to you about it, and also just to talk about this. You are in Ohio's 16th Congressional District, and you are running as the Democrat. This is not a Democratic district. (laughs) Is that fair? That's fair to say. What is it? It's an. I was looking up the numbers, but I didn't see. It's an R plus. We'll go about uh, eight to ten. Twenty million. <laughs> maybe, maybe twenty million. <laughs> eight to ten isn't so bad. But you have a lot of excitement here. First, the incumbent who is not running again took a stand and actually was quite brave. Anthony Gonzalez came out against the Republican Party's cultism. Is that correct? That is correct. He voted to impeach Donald Trump after January 6th. And now Trump has found a new candidate to replace him, deemed the music man. Yes, yes, Max Miller, yes. Well, I was hoping that you might explain, Matthew, how he got that title. So what I know is that um, Donald Trump has a very, I, I would say, volatile temper. And his staff, when he was in the White House, found that playing show tunes to him would help him relax and calm him down a little bit. And so they tasked some person, a staffer in the White House, to play said show tunes. I think Memories from Cats was one of his favorites. And that person was Max Miller. So I think that we all have that picture in our head now is a person that is raging out of control. Um, Nobody can talk to him. And they say, music man, come over here and Let's play this music for him to calm down. And you have Max Miller running in there and, you know, press and play either on MP3 or turntables or singing. I don't know how this went down, but uh, that's the the picture that I have in my head. I mean, how does that make you fit to run for Congress? (laughs) You're talking about how does it make him fit to run for Congress? Yeah, no, no, him, not you, obviously. But I'm just saying if you're, I mean, does playing an MP3 or playing a song on your phone make you fit to run for Congress? I mean... <laughs> well, I can I can tell you right now, though, I bet one of his best lines on his resume is that he can follow orders. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, it was a great candidate. He became famous, this music man, from his appearance in Stephanie Grisham's book, which came out a couple weeks ago. And Stephanie Grisham, as everyone here who listens to this podcast knows, but I'll just for my dad, who might not know this, Stephanie Grisham was Melania Trump's sort of Girl Friday. And then when Sarah Sanders left the White House, she took over. And she's most famous for being press secretary who never held a press briefing. She's written this book where she says she actually 
had a relationship with the music man and he beat her up. That's allegedly that is what happened. Yes. And now he's suing her for saying that. That is allegedly what is going on. Actually, that is going on. He is suing her uh, for defamation. Yeah. So this is an open Ohio seat. Now, talk to me. Do you feel like this is a very Republican district or do you feel this is a district that may be sick of all the Trumpy drama? Well, I, I think that we have to look at what the American people want, especially in Ohio. You know, Ohio is one of those places that has been, you know, plagued with factories closing down and jobs moving overseas. And, you know, a lot of people that voted for Trump uh, voted for Barack Obama. And they were promising uh, this, the, the same thing is saying, look, let's get your life and let's get your jobs. Let's get your uh, opportunities back here to Ohio or back here to the U.S. And that's what Ohio is, is people that want to take care of their families people that want the best opportunities and people to have a little bit of breathing room, economic breathing room, financial breathing room to do different things, to take their family on vacation, to, you know, buy, you know, maybe a new car or maybe upgrade their house or do, you know, work on their house. And, you know, that's what the Ohio is. And so I fail to believe that Ohio is a Trump Republican state or this district is a Trump Republican district. It's people that want to have opportunities and find people that will help them achieve and get those opportunities. The, a lot of the factory, we've, we've interviewed a bunch of people on this podcast who have talked to us about factory manufacturing jobs. And we had Farah Stockman on who talked about how these followed three people who had lost their manufacturing jobs. I read a really interesting article today, which was that the sort of focus on these manufacturing jobs is kind of misogynistic in a way, because there are all of these other very good jobs, like in home health care and in child care and in food services industry, that those pay those jobs are coming up in pay. I mean, they're obviously not the, the factory jobs are, are really preferable and that those jobs are not focused on the same amount. I think that's a very, very good point. Look, I, I think for the campaign that I want to run and the, the conversations that I want to have is I want to look at the opportunities that we have in our current economy. Um, I see that we saw that our supply chain has some cracks in it. That leads to a national security issue. I mean, some of those supply chain issues, we should be bringing back here to our shores. Also, we're having this conversation about living wage jobs. Now, if those living wage jobs are across different industries, I, I love that. But I really want to focus on as well as innovation and our supply chain. And, you know, like you mentioned, when it comes to the F&B or hospitality industry, uh, the gig economy, which is employing a lot of people, those are all uh, great avenues. But I guess what I'm trying to say here is that we have to see, and I see lots of opportunity right now within the emerging economies, the innovation, the new tech that is coming out, that we can have those jobs here in Ohio. And and I think those all, all those other jobs that are here as well, we, we have to lift those up. I mean, the fact of the matter is, I want to provide as much opportunity to the people of this district as possible. So now you have a Trumpy candidate. Do you see in your district him getting support already just from his allegiance to Trump and Trumpism? Well, I mean, well, we have to be honest. Uh, the ex-president of the United States has a big microphone. Um, every time that something happens with, I mean, we have Stephanie Grisham's book, we have and Gonzalez dropping out, we have Donald Trump supporting him. Uh, Max Miller is getting a lot of press. And so that is honestly, and I, that's why I want to say thank you very much for having me on this showcase that there is a Democrat in this race. There are other voices in this race. So he is getting a lot, a big microphone and a big spotlight on him right now, which is only, you know, helping name recognition. I mean, he is getting press for allegedly having beaten someone up. I'm not sure that that's the kind of press that translates into votes. 
Oh, I, I, don't, I hope they do not. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I hope they do not. Um, but I think back to your question is, is do we see that a, a lot of support coming from uh, Trump? I would not know what the support is coming from uh, Trump Republicans as right now. I know that he is making his way around the district, uh, but he oh, is wow. raising a lot of money with the ex-president. Uh, but we're also, you know, out there fighting ourselves, you know, making calls every day, you know, going to uh, Democrat meetings and and uh, also meeting with everybody across the aisle to make sure that people understand that there's another person in this race. You probably have a Democratic primary, too. I do not. I am the only person. Oh, in this you're race the right only now. person running. Oh, wow. OK, so that is another reason to support you. Do you see a split in the Democratic Party? I mean, what is the Democratic Party of Ohio like? I mean, you have people like Shara Brown, who is pretty incredible. You have some great Democrats coming out of Ohio. What are you seeing? I see out of the Democrats of, of Ohio is that this district has been notoriously a Republican district. Uh, but I think that Ohioans, uh, right. we agree on a, a lot more than we don't agree on. I think that we just need candidates out there to try to unify. Look, Max Miller is coming out as a divider already. You know, he's coming out as, you know, a one side, hard lines and not really going across the aisle. And that's the difference between our campaigns is I'm going out there to, you know, try to talk to everybody, to understand that we are a representative for the district, not just for a one certain fraction of the Republican Party. And I want to say fraction of the Republican Party because the moderate Republicans, the people who are kind of aghast that Gonzalez dropped out of the race, but they understand because Gonzalez said he felt the safety of his family was at danger. And right. we have to make that clear that this isn't just, you know, the moderate Republicans going, we don't feel that we have a voice. And that's what we're coming out to do is be the voice of this district. Yeah. Are you guys registering voters? I mean, when when we see in states like Georgia, where a state is flipped, it's generally because politicians are out there. Stacey Abrams is a great example of that and out there registering new voters. Uh, to be perfectly honest, the Democratic Party in Ohio has been weakened over the years. But yeah. we just got a new party chair at the ODP. Uh, her name is Elizabeth Walters and has a plan to you know, strengthen the Democratic Party again. But to be completely honest with you, it has been weakened over the years. Yeah. And it's interesting. I mean, I feel like those factory workers that have been kind of the core of the Democratic Party in the Midwest, like, what do you say when you're out there campaigning and you're talking to someone who lost their job? You know, they're like, well, Trump is going to give me my job back. I mean, what do you even say to that? Well, I think that's a really good question because that's when I start pointing to my ideas and experience and, and the things that we're interested in and seeing what's happening in the country. Look, like we said earlier in, in this podcast is we see a lot of opportunity. Like the biggest factory for solar panels outside of China just got set up here in Ohio. Uh, oh, we wow. see Ford, it just got announced that it'll be set up here. Hopefully it does. We saw Ford with four new manufacturing plants going to Kentucky and Tennessee. I wish they came here to Ohio. We see yeah. Tesla and Rivian. We have new car companies. We have green manufacturing and we have other innovations coming out. Look, these are opportunities that we can grab. And the thing is, my opponent is not talking about these opportunities. He's talking about division. We have new emerging technologies when it comes to biotech and other innovations coming out that we could have, you know, setting up here in America, in Ohio, in our district. He's not talking about that. I lived abroad and worked in international markets in China for a long time. And it's easy to paint China as the, the bad guy. But if you never lived in China and saw what they accomplished, this is what I want to point out is like, we need to get our, build our middle class again. We need to take this seriously. We need to invest in our infrastructure and do this in America. And I'm the only person that I've seen this in my own eyes and understand what needs to be done here and voice that in Washington, D.C. So back to your original question, when we talk about how do I combat against the, the Republicans taking some of the or the blue collar votes, I will just point to 
that they don't have the plan to even talk about this or the experience to talk about this or the uh, foresight to talk about this. And Max Miller does, hasn't spoke about it yet. He just wants to sell division. And I want to make sure that people get the best opportunities in this district. Do you encounter people who won't admit that Trump lost the 2020 election? Do you feel like there's a group of Ohioans who are in this information vacuum? There, there definitely are people who won't concede that uh, Trump lost the election. But when we see challenges, I, I see opportunities. And the opportunity that I see here is we should address that. If there is a 30% of the population that says, hey, you know what, I would like more transparency in our elections, um, let's figure that out. I can't, I'm not playing a hindsight 2020 game with, with our campaign. I can't go back in time and, and, and do anything with the election. But what I would like to do is say, look, you feel uncomfortable? Let's talk about it. Let's figure out solutions. Let's see if there's ways that we can have more transparency in tracking your ballot. Let's, let's have more transparency so maybe we can have an open source auditing uh, uh, solution. I'm not too sure, but I would like to hear those. Try to talk about solutions to make sure that all Americans have faith, 100% faith, in our electoral process. Well, that is very ambitious of you, and I hope it works. Thank you so much for coming on, Matthew. This is great. Molly, thank you very much for this opportunity and and for amplifying uh, this race. I appreciate that. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you have two choices. Or, I prefer, don't you? That's the sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands like Rothy's, Allbirds, Brooklinen, and so much more. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every major e-commerce platform to Shopify. If you're anything like me, you're one of those don't-put-me-in-a-box people. Everyone who knows me knows. I'm a don't-put-me-in-a-box person. And thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, control of your brand and business is always in your hands, from your storefront look to your back office operations. I hate when checking out from an online store and then having to pull out my credit card and type in all those numbers. A Shopify store remembers my shipping address and payment information. So if I'm on the couch and my wallet is on the kitchen counter... I don't even have to get up. Stop leaving sales on the table. Switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify.
Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their business. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash abnormal, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash abnormal, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash abnormal. And now we'll talk to Charles Graham, who's running in North Carolina's 9th District. Welcome to the new abnormal, Charles Graham. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you. And I just want to say uh, a happy Indigenous Peoples Day. I want to talk to you first about the way we got to you was you had this incredible video. So let's talk about the incredible video first, because you have a very interesting race, too, that you're in, too. But I want to talk to you about this video. Well, yes, Matt. Thank you. I appreciate I appreciate the question. Certainly, the uh, rollout of our video has has gone viral, and I'm very very excited about about our video. It's about it's about my culture. It's a little known story of Native Americans facing down the Klan. Yes, a little known story, and I hope as a result of our rollout, it's uh, obviously gotten a lot of views, and it's about our our people, my people, the Lumbee people here in Robinson County in southeastern North Carolina. And this rollout, some ways, identify who Charles Graham is and something about where he came from, his culture, his people. And I think we've been able to uh, give uh, not only something that's very, very important to our history, but it also demonstrates that when communities come together, we can make significant uh, strides. This was an opportunity for our community to come together in 1958 to fight against evil. And, of course, the Lumbee leaders during that time did exactly that. And I'm very proud of this story. It just demonstrates how we all, if we work together, we can uh, fight evil. And if we, if we contrast where we're at now in 2021, we have some of the same hatred and bigotry that's going on across our country, uh, lies about communities. And I certainly believe that there's a, a stark contrast between 1958 and 2021. And I certainly wanted to tell that story. And, and it, in a lot of ways, it gives my gives the public views of who I am and what I stand for. I stand for uniting, not dividing, uh, helping our communities, not destroying our communities. It's a very interesting story of, the, of Native Americans staring down the Klan and winning. Absolutely. Staring down the Klan, not running, not hiding, uh, standing up to evil. I, I believe that it's, it's a great story and it's a, it's a good demonstration of uh, how as, as, as if we as people, not just the indigenous people, it's all, all people standing up against evil and conquering things that we're seeing now, we'll be a better country, most definitely. I mean, I feel like North Carolina, the last couple of cycles has sort of been a disappointment to Democrats. And I don't quite understand why. Why do you think that's happened? Well, I've been in the legislature now. This is my sixth term. Yeah. And I would think since uh, 2010, we've seen we've seen the GOP coalesce around their agenda. And their agenda is not promoting prosperity, not promoting unity, putting politics in the center of all their, their partisan decisions. And it's just kind of gotten a, a tailwind and, it, and it's moving through our, through our country, through our communities. And uh you know, it's disheartening for me to see and hear some of the things. I, I've never thought in my lifetime that I would hear some of the things that I'm hearing now in our media. You know, when I was a young boy growing up in rural North Carolina, staying within my community, my tribal community, 
I did have the opportunity to get out into the communities as I participating in sporting, sporting events throughout my teenage years. And prior to that, my mother and father protected our family. We did not venture too far away from our home, but other than to buy the essentials. But as I became a teenager, I was able to get out, travel around North Carolina as a uh, athlete and, and participate in sports. And some of the hatred that I heard, and I was, uh, I was the only person of color on my teams. Yeah. And some of the hatred that I heard coming out of those stands, it was hurtful. But in spite of those things and those, those hurtful comments, I continued to focus on my mission. And of course, I've done that throughout my life. I've confronted and faced racism. And here I am today, a state representative, the only, the only American Indian serving in the North Carolina General Assembly, the only American Indian, as far as I know, east of the Mississippi. And I'm proud of that. And I'm proud of the struggles that I was able to uh, withstand. Have no regrets. Now you're What's running around? against Dan Bishop, who is the author of the bathroom bill, the famous bathroom bill. Yes, the famous bathroom bill. In fact, yeah, and this is actually—it's not such a red district, but it is very. Uh, I mean, I followed the Dan McCready race against Bishop. There's been a lot of drama in that in this district. You are correct. A lot of drama, uh, harvesting votes. Uh, right. You know that that was the that. That was the drama, you know, our state board of elections standing up, to be honest with you, for fair elections, fair elections. You had a Republican cheating in North Carolina's 9th district. Yes, we did. And that was uncovered. And I give a lot of credit to our state board of elections for trying to right that ship. But then you see, you, that you was hear Pittenger. from the GOP now. About I remember that was Pittenger. Pittenger. Yes. Yeah. And, and now what is what is the rhetoric you hear now? Voter fraud. That's that's you know that's what they're promoting. The only right. voter fraud that I'm aware is the of Pittenger voter fraud. The ninth congressional, yes, yes, yeah. happened here in the ninth congressional district, and it's yeah. it's been well documented. But you know, here again, we have to, from my perspective and and my campaign, my campaign is about unity, doing what's right, standing up for the people who need a voice in Washington, uh, an indigenous uh, person as myself who has fought battles, who's fought poverty. I've been on both sides. And here I am today asking for, for, for support of my campaign. Yeah. And I am proud and honored to be in this position. I realize that it's going to be a fight. My county, Robinson County here in southeastern North Carolina, turned red in this last election cycle. And I was the only Democrat to win of any state campaign or national campaign. And I think I think I can attribute that to the, my representation, and that is supporting people in rural communities, being a voice for those individuals. One of the things that we see right, right now is a disproportionality of healthcare, broadband, and, and I'm right in the middle of this here in my home district. And it's my intentions to go to Washington and be a voice for these rural communities and these impoverished communities, people of color. And that's my, my intentions, and I will not be deterred from that. I have worked all my life to do the right thing. And that, that's what my campaign's about. Not, not dividing, uh, not trying to conquer anything, but standing up for rights, standing up for justice and, and going forward. And I would hope that in rural communities across, across this district, people will, will recognize that. Yeah, I mean, that's a great thing to be focused on. What do you think Democrats should be doing in North Carolina? 
Democrats should be uniting now. We should not wait until the primary. We should not wait until the general election. We should be supporting democratic ideas, those ideas that stand up for working families, those ideas that promote, you know, a better life, a quality life. Since you were on the ground in North Carolina, I'm curious to know, what do you think would be better when it comes, I feel like Democrats have a lot of trouble messaging. When you're talking to working people about what Democrats want to do for them, what are the things you sort of highlight? Well, we're we're right in the middle, the middle of uh, the debate in Washington, yeah. which is a great debate. And the, the, the ideas that's put forth by our president, Build Back Better, it stands for many things that our rural counties need. You know, it stands for inclusion. I happen to live and work in one of the poorest counties in the country. And the Build Back Better plan is going to greatly enhance the lives of working families, working poor, people who are less unfortunate, and you name it, our children, uh, our elders, educational opportunities. You know, the Build Back Better is huge in, turn, in, in terms of how it can affect our rural communities. Broadband expansion is, is a great, and it's a huge opportunity for rural communities throughout this country. And that's my message. I'm a working guy who's going to stand up for working families. I've worked all my life. I think that's really fantastic and so interesting. What do you see? Do you confront Trump voters? Do you feel like it's, you're able to sort of negotiate with them and explain to them the truth? Or do you feel like a lot of them are in a separate information universe? I think they're in a separate information universe. I think they're grounded in their belief. My candidacy is going to be grounded in just the things I mentioned to you. I will, I will continue that message. I'm not going to get into a debate. I want, I want individuals to understand who Charles Graham is as a Democrat and how he will stand up for working families. And not only that, promote our economy, support businesses. But no, yeah. you know, obviously, they, his supporters are very grounded. I recognize that. I accept that, uh, that they are grounded. But I have a different belief system. Yeah. Thank you so much, Charles. This was great. Please come back. Well, you have me back. Um, <laughs> we will. On that note, we'll wrap this episode of The New Abnormal from The Daily Beast. In future episodes, we'll be talking to smart folks from The Daily Beast and beyond from media, culture, politics, and science who will help us understand what's happening to our country and the world. We hope you'll subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and share the show on social media. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you again on the next episode. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.